0: Julie girl, Julie, Julie, Julie girl, hey Julie girl, 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 Julie, girl. Hey, Julie girl, Julie girl,
1: Julie girl, Julie girl, income, hey. Julie. Julie girl, Julie girl, hey. Be not afraid. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Welcome to Julie Girl, of Big Brother podcast. Julie Girl is a weekly podcast presented with an unfiltered foray into all things Big Brother. This podcast was intentionally created from an alternative POV. Big Brother has a vastly diverse fan base, but the majority of the community's creative content feels skewed, and we wanted a place we could be as real as possible and talk about what's really going on in these BB streets. You can find all of our episodes on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and SoundCloud. And if you feel drawn to like, comment, or subscribe, or share episodes, we always highly appreciate that as well. If you ever have any suggestions for things you'd like to hear, feel free to let us know by sliding into our DMs on Twitter at, at @JulieGropod or by sending us an email to juliegirlpod at gmail.com. Hello, Zachary. How are you today?
1: Hi, I'm doing well. Good. I'm tired. I love to hear it. I'm
0: tired too. It's so gloomy today and I'm so relaxed Same. and cozy. It's, it's just like, like drizzling in LA. I love a drizzly LA day. No. And they don't. you don't get many of those. <laughs>
1: I hate it. Why do you hate it? Well, I'm supposed to go to a movie in the graveyard tonight. So I'm just kind of like, please stop. What are you gonna see? Uh they're doing scream one and two. Oh,
0: child. See, I am not trying to scream yeah. in no graveyard. That sounds terrifying. <laughs> it's an absolute no for me. No, sir. <laughs> it'll be
1: fun. Classics. I love it. I mean, I've seen those movies so many times that like I know when all of like the jumpy parts are going to happen. So I'm really just going to uh, see some friends. You know, it's uh, if you live in L.A., Synesby has like this, like really fun, like outdoor movies in the graveyards. You bring your own food and alcohol. It's just it's cute, you know, so I'm excited about it
0: nice yeah i'm not doing none of that
1: (laughs) but it's raining and it's cold (laughs) oh it's
0: cold there too it's hot here it's in the 70s okay that's not cold but
1: (laughs) but it'll be in the 60s tonight you know like
0: gotcha i miss la weather so much tennessee weather is not my jam at all but seeing a movie in the park sounds so fun I watched a movie in bed this morning and I haven't like sit down to watch a movie in so long but you know it's not the same as being in a park
1: what uh, movie did you watch Um,
0: my god sister's new movie sweet girl just came out yesterday on Netflix Mm -hmm. and I've been waiting to see it for so long because she filmed it forever ago and it was supposed to get a theatrical release but they pushed it back and then COVID happened and all this and all that so I've been waiting for it to come out so I was excited to finally watch it it was cute I liked it a lot more towards the end at the beginning I was like this plot is very clunky like this is very expected but I en- I enjoyed it it was nice oh well that's
1: good yeah I'll have to look it up I haven't heard of it sweet
0: girl <laughs> Just kidding. sweet girl sweet girl <laughs> sweet <laughs> yes girl. Uh, Her and Jason Momoa... Jason Momoa is her dad in the movie. Oh.
1: Um,
0: Dottie. It was cute. be
1: my dad in real life.
0: (laughs) As soon as I said that, I was like, I done set myself up. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. Speaking of things to watch, I finally watched White Lotus, by your request, (laughs) because... (laughs) That song is such, such a, a bop.
1: <laughs> it is such a bop. Everything about that show is just so good. Was it not amazing? You know, I won't say it was
0: it was amazing, but I enjoyed it. It was exhausting. This has been fun,
1: guys. Um, I'll see you <laughs> next week.
0: <laughs> no, Zach texted me last week And was like You have to watch White Lotus If you don't watch it I'm not doing the podcast anymore And I was like I can't stand it,
1: man. <laughs> And you knew I was serious So you watched it <laughs> You see, I watched the whole
0: thing I watched it so fast I was like I ain't dealing with your ass Let me go watch this raggedy old show <laughs> But no, I, I liked it I liked the pace of it I liked the way that it was, it was done It was beautifully shot I loved the way they used music And I, I liked the characters a lot But it was just a little out there at times and a little extra at times but i get it's hbo it's adult drama and all that whatever it's who i am (laughs) but it was funny there were quite a few hilarious moments uh jennifer coolidge is truly a gem like she nobody quite does it like her She is, like, the only one of her kind. Like, I don't think anybody else could do what she does. And I think that's so special.
1: I don't think there's anyone else on the planet like her. (laughs) I'm just, like, I feel like all the time I'm, like, is this a character or is this just her? And I think it's just her. It has to be because how, like... I can't (laughs) imagine having a normal conversation with her. Like, her just being, like, (laughs) oh, hey. You know, like, it it would be weird. (laughs) Not weird, but just Jennifer Um, Coolidge. I don't know. She's one of a kind. I love her. Truly. And I love that she's not in a lot of things as right. well. Because I feel like she's someone that, like, you could easily get over really fast if she was in a lot of things. I like that, like, she just pops up here and there. And you're reminded, like, oh, I really like her.
0: Absolutely. No, I, I, I enjoyed it, but it just was... <laughs> It's exhausting because seeing white privilege on display is such a trigger sometimes. (laughs) And especially because even though this is a drama, I've known so many of these people or people who do these things or act these ways. And it's exhausting to see it like on a main stage. But you also you know, it sets up interesting stories. Like I think Belinda's story was so compelling and there's so many Belindas out there. There's so many, like there's, as you just see so many people get ran over because they're not in a position of status or a position of wealth, or they can't be the ones out there going to these lavish vacations or whatever, but they're still working. And these are their lives to make other people's lives ha- so they can have a vacation or whatever. So-
1: Well, that was like when I was reading an article and I mean, everyone on Twitter, you know, I mean, I think everyone in general is like, you know, like the housekeeper at the beginning, she's pregnant, whatever happened to her, like, right. you know, her storyline is never really brought up again. It's just random. I was reading an interview and Matt White was saying that he sets that up at the beginning of the show being like the workers, you know, you guys are like invisible, you know, like, right. blend in. Like, you know, you're interchangeable. It doesn't really matter, you know, and so. For sure he added these like other storylines he said but then like took it away to like put that up so it's like yeah you matter like right now you're pregnant or whatever but like we just change you out and like forget about you so i was like i didn't even think about it like that because i was like what the fuck happened to her but then when i read that i was like oh got it.
0: absolutely and it's like that in so many not even just vacations and hospitality but like it's like yeah. that in so many ways in life that you're. It's people are so easily disposable to others that feel as if they're above other people and that other people are there for their own disposal. And so I totally got that and I appreciate it. And I, I, I the one thing that I appreciated was the fact that this probably came from the Survivor experience because you go to an island like Fiji and you're you have all of these these Hollywood setups and you're filming this show like people are really struggling when it's all this Hollywood production but then there are actual native people there there are actual like people who live on this island and y'all are coming here to like you know mooch off of us and use it to make make it seem tropical but you're completely not I Survivor I hear is really good about being interactive with the Fiji aegean government and helping them but Mm -hmm. still like bringing something to an island like that and then using it for your own benefit and then you know moving on with your life especially from his point of view like being from hollywood Mm -hmm. so it's it was interesting i i recommended it (laughs) i recommended it to my best friend and she texted me last night it was like what the hell you got me watching
1: (laughs) well i feel like at the beginning like i feel like episode one Anyone who turns it on is going to be like, what the fuck am I watching? You know, they they set it up with someone dies. And then you literally just watch these people's vacation. Right. For five episodes until you kind of get to like the end. Like there really isn't anything going on. You're just like with these people as they're on vacation and they live their life. You know, I feel like that's what I enjoyed about the show because it wasn't like every episode left you on a cliffhanger. and made you like wonder what's going to happen next. You just kind of had that from the beginning, but it just kind of was whatever it was, you know,
0: the way you explained that I expected a lot more freeness to it. I do feel like there was Mm -hmm. a plot and there was a reason we were watching these people's stories because we had to get to know them and see how they interacted with the world around them and with the people Mm -hmm. they interacted with. And it really built like characters and how they, Feel about themselves and the people around them And I don't think that you'd be able to get to later on in the show Without knowing how each one of these individual people Were interacting with the people around them So I do think it's a cool approach to a show like that Because you don't often see things That don't have like a strong beginning, middle and end But I appreciate Mm. it, especially like you know six episodes it's not a lot to to go through so i appreciate that they set it up that so you could get through it and understand without being overburdened by all this other stuff
1: i do think it should have been like seven or eight episodes i felt like the last one was kind of rushed but whatever
0: (laughs) (laughs) no i feel it it was it definitely was rushed and it was just a lot of shock value and a lot of like Oh girl, I ain't never seen nobody do this on television before. Like oh my God. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I I'm not gonna spoil it for people who might go and watch it, but I was just like child. Oh, I don't know. I, am I, I, I didn't need disgusted. to see this. <laughs> I did not need to see it, but I I felt for people, but it's just it's so real life, but I just cannot watch. I can't watch even something as a commentary without immediately Mm -hmm. relating it to my life. And it's so Uh difficult and like uncomfortable sometimes because it really be like this in a lot of ways. Uh But, you know, I appreciate people's art. I appreciate what people want to create and put out into the world. And I think I do think it was effective, but I don't think Uh it was as like of a magical experience as I expected. But I do think that it was It was well done, and it was beautiful, and I loved the son. He was so underrated, underappreciated. Everybody else was on my nerves, but he was a he was a he was a sweet child. The
1: daughter. What are you talking about? The girls. I cannot deal with the girls. When she said that, she had a stylus for her books. I was like, love it.
0: I was like, that sounds like a Zach thing. I knew there's certain things that I just knew you would like. Like when you told me there was a monologue, when she started saying that, I was like, this is exactly what his ass was talking about. Right. <laughs> I just be knowing exactly what makes you laugh and what, what you will end She's up loving. Like,
1: she was like, I'm just going to go lay in bed and wait for you to text me. <laughs>
0: But it Uh, was also It also hit Like I was kind of like I wish Zach Wouldn't have told me To watch this Because it hit So close to home At one point When she was on the boat Uh And she was giving the monologue About her mom She said Uh that Well she said That her mom died in June And that she loved the ocean And that she had a house in Carmel and my uncle passed away in June and he loved the ocean. And that's one thing that we talked about since I was a kid and his favorite place in the world is Carmel, California. So her putting those three things in that one sentence completely threw me off because I was like, how did they just like, it just, it just seemed like such a random three things to put together that read my life way too close. And I was like, maybe i was mm-hmm. supposed to be watching this right now. I didn't, it didn't hit me to the point where I was like sad, but it just was like alarming. I had to send it to my mom because I was like, what are the odds?
1: <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, it was a lot. It's crazy how stuff like that just like pops up.
0: So is there anything
1: else going on in your life? We got a new roommate. Are they vaccinated? (laughs) They are vaccinated, but she, it's been a week. Oh, I don't know. I'm not, I'm, I was a fan at first. I'm not really a fan. Last night she was up stomping around the house at like three o'clock in the morning. I was so pissed. You know, like when you like, someone else in the house like wakes you up and you like get so angry you can't go back to bed and like no matter what any like small noise they make you're gonna hear it and it's just gonna make you more angry have you ever felt that before not quite that but on the same track yeah
0: one time my little brother had somebody spend the night like one of his friends and I woke Uh up in the middle of the night and this child was standing in the middle of my room and I woke up Mm -hmm. and I was like excuse me I was like why are you in here (laughs) he just turned around and walked out and I was like what I was so mad I was so confused I ain't never had nobody just in in the middle of my room at three o'clock in the morning and so I couldn't go back Ooh. to sleep after that. So that that is
1: uh, the thing well, that's, that popped into yeah. my head. No, that's creepy. <laughs> I hate that. It's
0: very <laughs> she weird. She was, like, in
1: the kitchen and stuff, not my room, so. Um, <laughs> but she was stomping. And so, like, I mean, it got to the point where I had to, like, get up and just be, like, hey, like. You know, it's like three o'clock in the morning, and she was like, Oh, these walls are thin, then. And I'm like, They are. Go to bed. Like, what do you want me to say? She also drives a moped and she's been parking it behind people's cars. Like, girl, how the fuck are people supposed to get out if you park it directly behind their car? I just the lack of thought that this girl is, or, I don't know. I don't know her. Not the like, lack of thought. What seems to not go through her head is insane to me and I'm just kind of like there have been multiple times where I've just kind of like stood there and like thought like what, what are you thinking right now, and it's only been a week so I'm just kind of like I mean we'll see I guess it can only go up because it's pretty like down right now. lord's new album <laughs> i oh. saw your tweet yesterday saying that you thought it was sleepy yeah and i had tweeted that i didn't like it because honestly i don't think any of the songs by themselves are really that great but i walked around the reservoir yesterday like in the sun listening to it from beginning to end and i quite enjoyed it i really liked it i'm happy with it
0: you know i can see it in that context like a nice mm-hmm. stroll it's, it's very outside very just like yeah freedom and you know relaxation and just breathing deeply and different but it, for, for me it just seems so intentional to the point that it doesn't necessarily feel like an expression it feel I a problem I have is when people make me feel a certain way. Like I know that that's what they want from me. And they're trying to build this world for me instead of just expressing it through a certain medium without forcing it down my throat. And I kind of feel like she's forcing mm-hmm. a lot of it down my throat, even when it comes to like the marketing for it and talking about how she's not doing CDs, she's doing music boxes and all these other things. But she, it's just like, <laughs> I don't, it's, it just is rubbing me wrong. It's not bad. I, I enjoyed some of the, the, ambiance of it but it's just it just seems a little I don't know and it's weird like stand culture I feel like stands are gonna love whatever their favorite is gonna put out one way or another and so it's hard for me to get a good read about how I feel about what the world is thinking of something because people aren't always the most honest about it and I don't I don't think that it's terrible but it's just very I don't know. I'm, I'm going to listen to it again and, you know, just give it a shot. Maybe go sit outside and listen to it in some grass or something.
1: Yeah. I mean, I would say listen to it outside. These songs don't exist at night. Like, don't ever <laughs> don't ever play these songs at night for me, because I feel like they just won't slap the same. Um,
0: they just don't go many places
1: at night I during the day, like walking around as a full album. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I also had, like, my uh, beats on, so I listened to it in, like, spatial audio, like the Dolby Atmos through Apple, which was, like, really nice. Um, Yeah. I don't think that I would, like, listen to any of these songs by themselves, but putting the album on and, like, just going through it, I, yeah, I like it. I'm happy with it. I'm a lot more happy with it than I thought I was going to be. When I listened to those singles, because I was not excited.
0: (laughs) I'm just, I don't know. It just might not be for me this time around. And, For everybody that loves it, I'm so happy that you love it. Yeah. (laughs) But JoJo has a new single out this week called Worst, I Assume. Y'all go pick that up on iTunes and listen to it on Spotify.
1: (laughs) I haven't listened to it, and it's only because she posted the artwork, and I don't really care for the artwork. And then she was like, P.S., this is fake or something, which I'm guessing she meant the cigarette on the cover and i was just like you didn't you didn't have to say that i don't know for some reason i was just like mm, i'm gonna pass on this one <laughs> because of that
0: i don't like the artwork but mm-hmm. the artwork for the the well child Don't get me started on a music conversation because she's calling this project a capsule project. I'm like, girl, it's an EP or it's an album. Like, what the hell is a capsule? If if it's not plastic and you ain't putting diamond ring in some plastic, it's not a capsule. Like, what are you encapsulating this moment? Like, I just I get lost in the jargon sometimes and it starts to drive me crazy. But. I think the cover of it is absolutely gorgeous and potentially her best cover yet. The
1: overall cover is nice.
0: So I'm excited for that. And I bought tickets for me and my best friend to go to her show. And I'm so excited about that because we haven't seen JoJo together in a long time. Like, I think we saw her in Toronto in like 2011, 2012. So it's been almost 10 years. So it'll be nice to to see her again. And it's a small venue and you have to have, be vaccinated and have or have a, a, a COVID test before. So I feel
1: safe. I did that last night. I was terrified.
0: <laughs> what did you do last night?
1: Uh, I went to see this artist, Charlie Hickey. He is like the Mel Phoebe Bridgers. Phoebe Bridgers signed him. So I went under the hoax of she was going to show up. Um, she didn't, but it's fine. I really enjoy his music. But it was like you had to show your vax card or proof of vaccination in order to get in, which was like nice, but I was still real scared. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm still having my Just mask because the on. indoor the indoor thing. Yeah. No, every, you have to, I mean, well, at least in Los Angeles, you have to wear a mask. Yeah. So, and then one other thing, <laughs> because <laughs> I'm sorry, this is not about music, but it is, um, Aaliyah's one in a million came out. Yes.
0: I'm so happy about that on
1: streaming. And it was a lot of fun for me because like one in a million, like I was so young that I don't really like, I, remember it in that like I downloaded it later on uh, LimeWire but I didn't really start following Aaliyah until like her self-titled album okay so it was fun to like revisit this album which I like had but I just never like really connected to it because I don't really remember it you know from that time the same way I remember like her self-titled it was fun listening to it but it then got me thinking, like, what do you think? <laughs> and I know this could be a whole nother conversation, but I was like, I just have to ask him. Like, do you think that Aaliyah would have had a long-term career if things had happened differently? Or do you think that she would be like Missy and Timbaland right now, kind of just popping up here and there on, like, projects that don't really slap the same as they did back in, like, the 90s, early 2000s?
0: I hate this conversation because it really could go on for so long, but I, (laughs) because people even say if, Oh, if Aaliyah never died, Beyonce wouldn't be who Beyonce was. And I, I don't Mm -hmm. think I, I honestly don't think Aaliyah's career would have been as big and continued at that rate. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, she was very much a contemporary of the Monicas and the Brandys and all of the other r and girls. And a lot of them don't really have the space anymore. But Aaliyah mm-hmm. definitely was a, a trendsetter. But I just don't know if she would have impacted in a long-term way had she not passed away. But I do think that she definitely affected music. And her, like the work that she did with Timbaland was set the blueprint for r music that we're hearing now. Like all of these mm-hmm. girls are literally thriving off the vibes that Aaliyah and her teams created in the 90s and by the with the looks and the styles and the all of the above. Like, it all comes from that era. So I do think that it, this still would have happened and she maybe would have had a resurgence. But I just don't know if it would have been as major, if it would have been as big. I don't think it would have ever reached the level of a Beyonce, though, because she just... Mm-hmm. But also, Aaliyah... Pushed a lot of boundaries. Like she she pushed for to move in a, a really strong direction. A lot of the other girls didn't push the way that she was pushing things. So, you know, all of this could be mute and we'll never know. But I, I think she definitely had the potential to figure something out because she really did try to diversify her creativity and to push her images and to grow. And that growth is really what artists need if they want to succeed.
1: Mm-hmm. Sorry. I was just thinking about that when I was listening. I mean, I don't, I don't know. (laughs) I I don't know one way or other, but I was just like, as I was listening yesterday, I was just like thinking like, what if, you know, like what would happen? Because yeah, I put her in the same category as, you know, Missy and Tim. And like, while I think that definitely they paved the way, you know, there's a lot of influence from like their music and like contemporary music, they pop up here and there, but nothing really hits the way that it did like when we were growing up. Um, also, <laughs> one of my favorite songs is on it is Four Page Letter. Yes. And I like, why I gotta be four pages? <laughs> <laughs> and literally just like four page letter. And then I am like, but four pages? Like, that's a really long letter. Like, do you know how long four pages are?
0: Listen, she had a lot to say.
1: She, and she enclosed it with the kids. It was like big pages, little pages. College rule, Y like, rule. Know, you gotta make sure you get it on time. Like, I was just like how that's a lot to say four pages
0: but listen back in the 90s there wasn't no social media there wasn't no cell phones you had to write what you needed to say like passing notes in the hallway i used to give some four-page letters like listen front and back yeah
1: my boyfriend and i like whatever we are um We used to write each other letters and uh, we used to write each other letters in four pages. I don't think I could ever do it. That was something I thought about. And then also, this is the last thing I thought about when I was listening to it. I don't know what what kind of mood I was in yesterday, but I was just questioning shit. (laughs) I was listening to Heartbroken and I was like, who, whoever decided like the heart was going to be the thing that got broke, you know, like... (laughs) I'm just like, the heart's probably like, now how did I get in this? You know, like, (laughs) I'm fine. (laughs) I just, I've always, I've never like really thought about that, but I was like, I wonder where like the term heartbroken came from. And then why people think like, or say like my heart's broke, like whenever they're sad or like, you know, something like that. Like, how did that become a thing? For sure. It's very interesting. I'm just like, where did that come from? I don't know. For some reason, this album had me thinking about shit.
0: (laughs) I love that this unearthed 1996 album got you
1: deeper in your feels. <laughs> Truly, I was just thinking about a lot of stuff yesterday.
0: <laughs> Waking up in the morning, thinking about so many things. <laughs> the so many
1: things. <laughs> Truly, the so many things are four page letters and like why heartbroken today? Truly, those are my biggest concerns in
0: life. The heart really don't do all the stuff we think is doing. When it's really like our brain, our nervous system, and so it's like right. <laughs> you broke my nervous system.
1: Right, my nervous system broken.
0: Oh, blessed child, my spine. <laughs> what if it was the esophagus?
1: Not the esophagus.
0: <laughs> I love you from the bottom of yeah, my
1: my throat. <laughs> You broke my throat. Well, that, let's not go down that now, bro. <laughs> Daddy. <laughs> Momoa.
0: Oh, God. I have a poster of Aaliyah on my wall. So having this conversation, she looking dead at me right now. And I'm like, sorry, girl.
1: <laughs> Love you. I mean, these are- From the bottom of my esophagus. Right? From my elbow, girl. <laughs> Hilarious. Um. <laughs> Also, I just want to say that no cicada stands reached out to me last week, so <laughs> <laughs> either they don't exist or they don't listen to this podcast.
0: Probably both. <laughs> that was hilarious, though. <laughs> well, <laughs> I think we... And that's
1: it. That's it for me.
0: <laughs> are you sure you've had quite, quite the feelings for the past
1: 15 minutes? <laughs> uh, that's just Those are some things that I just, I've just been thinking about recently. <laughs> so, yeah. That's it.
0: We appreciate you for sharing. Thank you so
1: much. (laughs) Well, that's only because I really don't have a lot to say about this week of Big Brother. Oh, (laughs) good. I'm trying to take the time. Oh, gosh. Well, I guess we can
0: jump in and talk about it so I can see what you don't got to say. (laughs) A lot of people say this week was boring and that this season is boring. Let's jump in and see how boring it was, and then we'll discuss that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) This is the boring episode. (laughs)
0: So we start with the nomination episode and we jump right into a knockout competition. Claire was chosen to go first And she chose to go against Brittany Claire got eliminated Brittany chose SB to go against Kylan Sarah Beth was eliminated And then Kylan chose Aza and Brittany And he says he chose her Because Brittany chose him first And Brittany was eliminated And then Azza chose Kylan and Alyssa And Alyssa was eliminated And at this point It was only cookout members left And I was cracking up <laughs> when Derek When D- Big D was like Well this is awkward <laughs> We all over here <laughs> Because only cookout members were left on in the competition at that point. Then Kylan chose Aza and Big D to go against each other. And Aza's like, why does Kylan keep picking me? And she eliminated Big D from the competition. And she chose Hannah to go against Tiffany. And I was like, why did she choose them two to go against each other? If Kylan was the one going for her, why wouldn't she have chosen Kylan again? So Hannah was eliminated that round. And Azza tells Kylan that she really wants to win this HOH. And he knows that he didn't need to win. And he even said that he did not want to win this HOH before it even started. And Tiffany chose Azza to go against Kylan. And Kylan rang in so fast. Like he hit that buzzer so quick. Azza didn't even get a chance. And she was so upset at him. Like she was like, I literally just told you I wanted to win this. And you tried so hard to get that answer right. So she got eliminated Tiffany had to go against Xavier and Xavier threw the competition, leaving Tiffany to go against Kylan. Tiffany told Kylan too, I want to win this. I want to get pictures. And Tiffany ends up hitting the wrong answer and Kylan ends up winning HOH. I was like, why didn't Kylan just like hit the wrong answer? Or like, like if he didn't want to win, he had so many opportunities to not win this HOH. So it was so strange that he would say that he didn't want to win it Let people tell him that they wanted to win, and he seemed like he was going along with it, and then not do anything to actually make that happen. So it was just a very strange. He wanted to
1: win. (laughs) I was like the day. day. Kylan wanted to
0: win. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly,
1: because he needs to try.
0: And when Tiffany said he was, she wanted to win, he was like, well, let's hope I do the right thing or something like that. And I was like, why don't you just do the right thing or do what you, like if you don't want to win, just throw it right. just like Xavier did. Mm-hmm. So nobody wanted Kylan to win this week. Out of everybody in the cookout, they had talked about this beforehand and said Kylan is the only person that probably shouldn't win this week because Sarah Beth should be the target this week. So for Kylan to play that way it made it seem like he was really fighting for Sarah Beth's safety this week and that made everybody a little nervous because they all feel like they're on the same page but if you're you know stepping out a little bit too strongly it's like are we on the same page but you know at the end of the day this is an individual game but they've already gotten this far as the cookout I feel like they need to stay on that page but Kylan set himself up for so much floppitude this week because was not doing a good job. So Oz is in the room and she's crying to Xavier because she knows that Brittany is probably going to be the one that's going to be going home this week and she's going to be in big danger. And Xavier is like, keeping the cookout together is the hardest job I ever had in my life. But I was cracking up. I think Xavier is so funny in his DRs. He was like, it's the hardest job I ever had in my damn life. <laughs> he said it <laughs> cracked me up. And people always say he's boring, but I think he's so funny in the dr. Xavier then talks to Tiffany and Tiffany's upset that Claire's probably going to be the one going home this week. And they're all getting to the point where they're having to balance how they feel about the cookout and also their plus ones that they've all gotten really close with. And so we mm-hmm. see that start to spin and those emotions start to rise and it getting a little uncomfortable at the idea of having to send one of their plus ones home because they were all ready to send Kai's home. And now that he's HOH, they know that's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. So Aza has a conversation with Kai about the HOH competition and it was quite awkward it really was the beginning of such a tumultuous hoh for kylan kylan is saying that oz is not a great communicator when it comes to conflict and i just feel like kylan is quite condescending in a lot of the ways that he communicates and Mm -hmm. Aza literally told him and stopped him. was like, hey, I want to be heard here. You keep talking. Even whenever I let you know, I want to speak. You continue to talk. And he talked for like five, 10 more minutes after that. And she still didn't get a chance to really talk. And it was like, how do you not see or.
1: But I don't think he's necessarily wrong about Aza. I think that he was cutting her off, but also at the same time, I think that Aza isn't the best communicator. So I think that like he has a point. But I don't think he's the great, like, the best communicator either. So put them together. is very headstrong. And Kylan just thinks that he's always right. You know, right. I feel like Kylan would be a good dad and that, like, he would sit you down and, like, tell you everything that you have to do in life. You know, he gives me very much that energy. You know, like, thanks, dad, type <laughs> of vibe. Right. No, I totally... Uh, so I think that they're both... I think in that situation, I thought that they were both wrong. I found that whole conversation to be kind of annoying. I'm not going to lie. I was just no, like, I,
0: okay. I I don't think Azza is a terrible communicator because a lot of times she knows what she wants to say. She's just a little apprehensive about the way to go about it. And so she starts to hold herself back a little bit. And when people are not that apprehensive, they tend to run her over and she, break, she shuts down.
1: She likes to play apprehensive, but she is very... She knows what she wants to say and like if she doesn't say it, her face does it. You know, this whole <laughs> right. thing. Right. You know, like her thoughts are coming out one way or another, whether or not she's saying it. And so I don't have a lot of uh sympathy for her or someone who I feel like, you know, like oh, I feel bad for her, she can't stand up for herself because I feel like she can. Yeah. And I think that she does. And Absolutely. so I don't really vibe with Aza. I just don't for some reason. She is quickly becoming one of my least favorites in the house.
0: I can see that from an episode perspective, but I feel opposite because I've grown to love her even more because she's been uh, she's been growing so much and trying more. Yeah, I only watch the episodes. I don't watch feeds, so I don't know right. any of the other stuff. Right. But no, I I agree that Oz is not the best communicator, but I think it was just triggering for me to see kylan call her a bad communicator when he's not a great communicator and it's like Mm -hmm. how can you even recognize a great communicator if you're not giving them the opportunity to communicate the way they know how because you want them to meet you where you are and not coming to them and even giving them any you know like it's it's just hard for him not to have to communicate the way he needs to communicate and that makes for not a great communicator a lot of times because people don't want to always have to adjust because i feel like a conversation is ebbs and flows you have to have a little bit of everybody involved in seeing how everybody communicates if you want there to be some kind of understanding on any level Mm -hmm. but anyway so kai tells big d that he's looking at Azza or britney as a pawn but Big D is like, oh, gosh, I do not want to have to deal with those emotions. I don't want to have to put them in that situation. And he ends up offering himself to go up as a pawn instead, which I thought was sweet of him, like as a friend and knowing what he would, ha- would have had to deal with for the week. But also I was just like, sir, <laughs> y'all are not a team anymore. Like, it's just it's annoying to see those team dynamics becoming such a stronghold on some of these people. And that's one of the downfalls of the ideas of having teams in this game, the way that they did this season. How did how did you feel about it?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's nice. The thought is nice. I just thought it was unnecessary.
0: Which is most of Big D's game. He thinks he's playing a lot more.
1: It's nice, but there's no reason. Right. Yeah. I mean, anything, I'm sorry, but anything that these people are doing to help Brittany, who is not part of their, like, main alliance it just does not make sense to me and i'll get more to that when we talk about the veto i was just so pissed (laughs) so whenever i think of someone helping britney it just irritates me
0: absolutely same so kylan nominates big d and claire for eviction and everyone was shocked which i britney's face at the table always cracks me up but um so then we get at the first high roller room segment and I was cracking up after they announced all the twists. And Hannah was like, "This is a good twist." <laughs> and people started making it into a meme.
1: <laughs> my favorite meme where it was like, "What was it? The Pretzel Place?" Oh and yeah, he
0: like, <laughs> Noah. And she was like, <laughs> "Now
1: this is a good twist." I died. That's my favorite.
0: <laughs> that was hilarious. So we find out for sure what all these powers are going to be. The first power up for play is fifty BB bucks. And it is the Veto Derby. And you bet on one of the players in the Veto. And if that player wins, you earn a second Veto. The second power is 125 BB Bucks. It's the chopping block roulette. And it's the power to remove a nominee from the block and a roulette wheel determines the replacement. And for 250, BB bucks is the coin of destiny. You can overthrow the reigning HOH. And I think you basically get to choose both nominees before the veto, but I need to hear more about that this week, if we have the opportunity to, but that's going to be in play next week. I did appreciate knowing that each power can only be won once and it has to be used in the week that it's won which a lot of these powers, there's like four or five week contingencies on them and it gets confusing to, to remember what's actually still out there in play and this and this and that. So I like that if you win it, you have to use it in the week that you get it. Mm-hmm. They also say that there's going to be other opportunities to win BB Bucks, but they haven't said anything. There's been so many opportunities already for them to have gotten some more BB Bucks and I wish that they would have put it in play already but maybe we'll see it in the veto competition today so after seeing these powers do you think anything differently about them compared to how you felt last week
1: it definitely adds something now that i understand what's going on <laughs> um it was just so confusing i was like i can't i was like, i don't even know um i'm excited to see what happens and if one of them saves my little BBDX this week i'll be excited um i was dying at Tiffany not getting anything. <laughs> that was hilarious. <laughs> I'm sure we'll get into it, but i that's all I can think about right now when I think about it. It's just Tiffany knocking all her shit over. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I have one more question. Uh, do you, th- seeing these powers and where they can't, where they have come into play, do you think they were put in place to stop the cookout from succeeding?
1: There's always that thought, but if CBS knows what's right for them... <laughs> Right. They will want, they would want the cookout to succeed.
0: That's where my brain uh, went to
1: the, I'm sorry. I'm coming in from it from like a pure, like industry standpoint, that would be like the best option for them. If anything, they should, should, and would do stuff to help the cookout.
0: Right. I would think they would lean into it. And they mm-hmm. should they should want to see them do really well because it shows that the, these changes that they've made are beneficial to the overall game and to give everybody a much more fair shot. Yeah So that was that was my first thought. It was like I don't necessarily think that these were put in place to stop the cookout, but at the same time, I know that especially when it's come to these BB bucks and who's winning these BB bucks, it looks as if the casuals, do not want to see the cookout succeed very much. And so I think that maybe, especially when it came to like this week, that they may want to, that production might want to see other outcomes because I know that DX is a big draw for a lot of people and he has a lot of fans and they want to see everybody kind of have a shot. And I don't think many people on this show have a shot right now if you're not in the cookout. So I could potentially see them putting these things in place and potentially changing the rules on some of the powers to make it a little easier for other people to get somebody from the cookout out potentially. So,
1: I mean, I guess, but even with it kind of being like predictable for the next couple of weeks until we get to just the cookout, think about how great it's going to be when the cookout has to turn on each other. Because you have all these people who have been working together and then we're going to actually have to see the game within the game, <laughs> you know, for Big Brother. I'm going to take that from Drag Race real quick.
0: Um, did you watch the episode, by the way?
1: I didn't, but I saw Silky's Aww. Barbie Girl, which is like, I don't know if that's what you were talking about, what I would enjoy, but that was pretty great.
0: It was amazing. Sorry to get off track, but I Silky destroyed it this week. I was so happy to see her do as well as she did because she uh, was like so did sad. Did she come back? I don't know. We'll find out next week. But she she won, like, sorry for anybody who hasn't watched yet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but she, it was so good. All, and it wasn't just the Barbie girl one, but I knew that you would like mm-hmm. that one. But she did, mm-hmm. like, five or six lip syncs. And they were all, there was something about each and every one of them that was really funny or good or something. And I loved watching it. I didn't think I was going to like that episode at all, but it was so fun.
1: <laughs> I'll go back. Like, I'll finish the season at some point. I just, like, I I'm, don't feel like it right now so I feel once I like get to it I'll get to it but I want to watch them in order but yeah but think about like it's gonna be good television I mean it's good television whenever you get like an alliance and like or you know when everyone who's been working together then has to turn on each other you know like and to see what they have to do so regardless like at some point you know it's gonna get good so why like fuck that up i don't know and like fuck the uh, whatever people america sucks like if, we, if we've learned anything in the past like two years that we didn't already know america <laughs> fucking sucks and who gives a fuck like whatever I'm, i mean i'm honestly not surprised i don't know how the bb bucks worked this week but like i'm honestly not surprised because i've been seeing stuff on twitter of like what people are saying and it's so fucking stupid
0: Yeah, we're definitely hitting a point in the season where things are getting very tense and very toxic and very annoying. And I need y'all all all to relax, take a breather, because it is getting very uncomfortable. And I hate it so much because it ain't got to be this way. Like, it ain't got to be this
1: way. Just watch the fucking show. Just literally (laughs) watch the fucking show. And if you don't like it, go watch fucking Grey's Anatomy or something I don't fucking know (laughs) like there's so many fucking television channels and episodes and streaming services and yeah things that you can do off television go for like walking and shit that's fun (laughs) Like, literally, (laughs) just watch the fucking show or don't watch it. Like, who gives a fuck? Like, seriously, people take this shit so strangely. I don't understand. And it truly ruins the whole process.
0: It really does. But speaking of ruining the process, apparently there is going to be a triple eviction this season. And it's supposed to happen at the final seven. So we're probably going to go from final seven to final four, which is such a stupid place to do it because we want to see the six make that final six that's what they've been fighting for this whole time so if we go and lose two of them and it's immediately the final four we're going to miss out on so much strategy and so much of seeing how this alliance is going to break down to figure out how they're going to get to a winner Um, so i'm disappointed if that is how it's going to work because apparently that's when a two-hour episode is scheduled but I really wish they would do it next week with that power in play. Because I think a triple eviction with a power in play could be really interesting. And even if things don't go well, I think they still have enough time to recover. And, you know, I just think that it would be fun. And it's time. Like, let's weed this thing down and start landing this plane.
1: It's so close to the end. It's too. like, like, it's just like, that doesn't make any sense. Whatever.
0: I hope they change their mind. But if that's how it goes, what a, ugh, no. But maybe, I don't know. It. I hope that it's, it, it's not as bad as we feel like it's going to be. But if that is what it is, what a disaster. Especially if they get rid of two of the girls. I will be so sick. So the house guests get to see how many BB bucks America has given each of them. They also get to choose if they want to pay to play in the Veto Derby. And we find out that the $100 winners were Brittany, Derek X, and Derek F. And Derek F chose to play and he got five points. The $75 winners were Hannah, Xavier, and Tiffany. Tiffany chose to play, and she flopped, child. (laughs) (laughs) She landed those two on the table, and then she pushed it down the table, and it knocked both of them off, and then it fell off, too. I was like, girl... If she would have just barely <laughs> tapped the one that she had left, she still would have at least gotten one point so she could have done something. Right? I was laughing so hard. <laughs> <laughs> and her face afterwards, she was just like, oh, gosh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so embarrassing. It was so funny.
0: I've also been cracking up because <laughs> every time Tiffany does something in the game, I've been making these memes of her as like the Spongebob fish.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, my God. <laughs> and- <laughs> I saw that. Yes,
0: <laughs> And it really just started because I saw that fish one day and I was like, why does fish look like Tiffany because Tiffany always be looking at the side of her eyes like that and so then I made another one after something else happened and people were like make another one and I was like okay (laughs) but then every time she does like her game something evolves in her game it's so fun now to like make a meme to go along with it and it's turned into like a new project which is Fun And since I'm not going to be doing The Sims House, I'm like, I at least have something to, to look forward to. <laughs> <laughs> always love when a season inspires me creatively in some way. It's always so fun. So then we move on to the $50 winners, and it was Aza, Alyssa, Kylan, Claire, and Sarah Beth. Kylan, Claire, and Sarah Beth all played in the veto Derby. Kylan got nine points and Claire and Sarah Beth only got four. So then we get to uh, Kylan's HOH meetings and they didn't show any of this on the episode. And which was weird to me because I felt like it was such a point to his week because it really degraded his HOH so much and his standing in the house so much. And I wish they would have shown a little bit of that because the, the casuals did not get the chance to see how much damage Kylan did. During his HOH this week in his one on ones, like I mentioned it before, he had a a board set up where he was asking people very invasive questions about who they would target and all these other things. And he did it by using like checks Mix or like everybody had a different kind of snack and he would take each of their pieces and put them on his own board so he could keep track of who had what snack and who said what and what, what, what but people were really uncomfortable. And when Aza went in there, she was not having it. And he was like, who do you think is the most influential? And she was like, Frenchie. And he was like, <laughs> I mean, people that are in the house. <laughs> and then she was like, I don't have an answer for that. I don't have an opinion on that. I don't have an opinion on that. And she was the only person that turned him down. And I thought it was so good. And those are things that make me like Aza because why does anybody need to answer questions to Kylan like that? Like he don't need to know your entire game right now. And I appreciated that Mm -hmm. she wasn't backing down and just doing what he was asking of her. So those things like have been building my understanding of who AZA is as a person. And I love that Mm
1: -hmm.
0: he was in an okay spot. See, I,
1: I haven't seen any of that.
0: Right. And I, that's why it's, it's so hard. Like that's why the feeds are so important and I wish they did a better job at like giving everybody a fair shot at having a reasonable edit. I also understand that these are 45 minute episodes and they got to get everything in. So it's tough, but dude, there is so much going on with these people that make me feel certain types of way about them. But Kylan was in a good spot before he came into this week. Like it wasn't the best spot, but it was still okay. But this HOH completely destroyed his standings. Like Tiffany was in hot water before because of that whole situation with the Jokers. But after Kai started his HOH, everybody turned on him and kind of forgot about Tiffany. And she was out here mending her relationships. And she had this long meeting with Xavier and Oz and Azza. And Xavier mediated a conversation between Tiffany and Azza because they were at odds. And so Mm -hmm. the conversation, even though it wasn't all good, it ended on a good note. And Tiffany and Aza have been talking game again. They've been working together a little bit more. Like I do feel like things have gotten better and I wish they showed stuff like that because, and maybe they will down the road because the cookout has been such an integral part of this season, like the inner workings of it. Maybe it'll get a segment one day where they'll see the highs and lows of what they've had to go through, but they really have like, had these moments of high high highs and low lows. And it's been really interesting to watch. But Kylan is definitely in hot water after this HOH because a lot of people have lost trust with him and are questioning his motives and all of the above. It was not a good week for him at all. So then we move on to the veto episode. And Brittany says she feels safe because Kylan agreed to a deal that she offered. And I was like, why would he first and foremost say yes? But it was also awkward because she was like, I don't really know how to make a deal, so I'm just going to say some stuff. (laughs) She was trying to figure out what even to put in the deal. So whenever you move like that, if you're not really sure of it, I don't know how you expect somebody else to be super sure of it, even if they say yes. Like, it just, it felt very loose in a way from my perspective. But Brittany did not want to waste her BB bucks this week. She was like, I'm going to save my $100 so I can play in these bigger competitions. And I was like... Thank you, girl. (laughs) So
1: so by yourself in the jury house.
0: (laughs) So Kylan sets his target on Claire for the week, and he's thinking that if something happens, that he could be backdooring Alyssa or Brittany this week as well. And Big D knows that he's not the target this week, but to the rest of the house, he's pretending like he's the target and that him and Kai got into this big fight and he called him a bitch to his face and all this stuff. He's playing up this role that he is not happy that he's on the block. And he's lying to everybody. Even the Jokers don't know that he he knows that he's the pawn. And I just don't understand why he thought this was the best move for him because I feel like it's so dangerous to lie to your allies and... Especially like someone like Aza who you know she's emotional so if she sees how well you've been lying to her it could be a little uncomfortable but he got through it pretty well. I was questioning his choices. He is such an interesting player because he doesn't know the game well enough and he makes a lot of strange choices but he thinks he knows the game really well. So he talks like he knows the game. And it's it's just such an interesting thing to watch. I mean,
1: if you asked him, he's the best Big Brother player of <laughs>
0: <in> history. <laughs> Absolutely. He thinks he is running things. He ain't running <laughs> nothing but his game <laughs> into the ground eventually.
1: Truly, circles.
0: <laughs> so the Jokers want to make sure that they can win the second veto this week to try to protect all three of them. So before the veto competition... Tiffany goes and talks to Kai, and she says that she's a little nervous about Claire being up there, but she's cool with Claire going if that's what needs to happen for the cookout. He says that he's targeting Claire because Claire is targeting Aza and Big D, and that was a red flag to him because they're in the cookout. And Tiffany's like, well, I think she was lying to you, and she said that she would take care of that, and she's trying to do everything she can to get the target off Claire because she still wants Claire around because Claire is basically her number one ally in the house that's outside of the cookout and she wants to have that number for herself. And so after she told these things to Kai, Kai immediately was like, okay, well, I think I'm just going to focus on Alyssa or Brittany this week. And she also explains to Kai that Britney getting a hundred BB bucks is dangerous to the cookout because if she continues to get money at that rate, she could get one of these big powers and potentially make a move against them, even if she didn't know that they were together. And all of these ideas start to make sense to Kylan, and that's how Brittany ends up being the target for the week. But Xavier and Hannah also start pushing these narratives as well. So it's really interesting to see them work together to get Brittany to be the one in hot water this week when it was absolutely going to be Claire. Um, And it's just another moment of me being really impressed with the way that Tiffany handles this house and navigates even protecting her people. Like, I'm just I'm constantly impressed by this lady and I Mm -hmm. love to watch her play. So then we get the the veto pool and Kyle and Claire, Big D, Alyssa and Aza uh, and DF picks Brittany to play. And they also get a clue about what the veto could be. And the clue is veto backwards, which is like not really a clue because it obviously tells you what the veto is going to be. And we Mm -hmm. figure out that the veto is going to be OTEFs this week. So they all get to bet on somebody else that's playing in the veto. And Kylan bets on Alyssa and Derek bets on on Brittany. Claire bets on Kylan and Sarah Beth bets on Ozza. So we get to the video competition, and it's Otab, the Jack Jellyfish, and this Otab <laughs> was cussing up a storm. I was—he was like, "Check out my muscles, damn it!" I was like, "Sir, can you calm down? <laughs> like, is so this serious?"
1: <laughs> right? I was like, "Who? Why is he cussing like this? Like, calm down." Um, I was at the gym while I was watching it, so it did make, give me a little extra motivation. <laughs>
0: it pumped you up a little bit. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: I was like, same.
0: <laughs> so they start playing, and Azza really be struggling in these competitions. She been slipping all over the place. <laughs> and I was cracking up at Big D and her bopping their heads on the ramp when they were trying to get up. Like, I was like, y'all really be going through it.
1: It looked like it hurt so bad.
0: It really did. Like, they be putting themselves through it in these competitions. And when Ag- Aga, when Azza says she was. <laughs>
1: I wish her name was Aga. Shut
0: up. Uh, when Aza said that she was clumsy, she was not lying. <laughs> um, uh, Big D was eliminated in the first round, and I was cracking up when he slid down that ramp and he ran into that log so <laughs> hard. Uh, It
1: looked like it hurt.
0: Like he, <laughs> he hit that log so <laughs> hard like did he not know he was gonna hit that log why didn't
1: he try to stop himself or anything like he just rammed right into it i was cracking up um this otav looked very like simple to me compared to the other ones i felt usually isn't there like water coming down the the thing as well like
0: you know i thought that too but i don't know if there is and maybe because they were searching through jelly and it was going to be slick anyway they mm-hmm. thought they didn't need it so yeah. i don't know i think I just, there was because though
1: I feel like there was usually water running down because I always think about Rockstar looking sad <laughs> sliding down the hill, and I feel like there was water.
0: Uh, hello, darkness, my old friend.
1: <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> Truly, she looks so sad. It's one of my favorite moments.
0: <laughs> I always remember you singing that.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> so then we get to the round where Azza finds the right answer, and she puts it in her pants, and she continues to look around because. She realizes that Britney hasn't made it back up to the top yet. So when she realizes there's only one stump left up there, she doesn't want Britney to lose because she wants Britney to be the one that could potentially win this. Because if she wins, then she can save herself and Big D will also get a veto. So AZA takes the right answer out of her pants and throws it on the ground for Britney to find. And Britney finds it and goes up and gets the stump and Azza is eliminated and Tiffany even noticed Aza throwing the comp because she did not do a good job at trying to hide it at all. And I'm like, why is it so hard for y'all to throw these competitions? <laughs> and Ozzy was eliminated that round. How do you feel about that situation? And how do you feel about people throwing competitions to begin with in general?
1: look, I don't mind if you throw a competition, just don't be so fucking obvious about it. And like, do it for a good reason. Like, I'm sorry, but like saving Britney isn't a good reason. Brittany <laughs> should have gone home forever ago. Like she's going to constantly be on the block, get over it. You know, I'm sorry, but like, there is no way that Britney doesn't go to jury, you know, like be thankful. She made it to jury. She's going to be everyone's Pawn if she stays in the game. So just like let her go home so she doesn't have to like have that stress every week. If you want to actually care for Britney and be her friend and worry about her mental health and all of this stuff, let her go, (laughs) you know? Because truly, I mean, what Britney wins the competition, she saves this week or whatever. And then guess what? Next week she's back on the block. You know, there is no other, I don't I don't see anything else for her game. You know what I'm saying? Other than just being on the block. So while I understand why AZA would try to throw it to her to save, like, Big D, her, like, all the Jokers, which were not in fucking teams anymore, like, it doesn't make sense to me. And especially to do it so obvious, like, she really put it up in her pants and then, like, threw it to her. Like, what? Like, here
0: you go, Brittany, come get it. Like, she was a little puppy throwing her a (laughs) treat.
1: Honestly, she should have just fucking went down there and, like, pretend like she was looking around and like slid it into her hand or something exactly thrown it at her like it was so obvious and for what you're just like hurting your game in my opinion absolutely if if i was like in the cookout i would look at Derek F. and Azza is like, the two first ones that we can get rid of, because they're over there, they don't even care. I'm not saying that they don't care, but, you know, they're, like, more worried about Brittany than they are the Alliance. And even though Tiffany's worried about Claire, she's not as obvious about it. You know? Other than saying, like, I don't want Claire to go yet. Right. That's fine. But, you know, Tiffany's not over there, like, throwing her stuff and, like, looking like she's trying to save her other than just using her words. Like, it's just it doesn't make sense to me and it just really fucking irritated me so for Britney I don't like it throwing competitions for other reasons I understand why sometimes you would
0: so Britney gets eliminated in the next round anyway
1: <laughs> <So>. <laughs> <laughs> Which I was just like see it wasn't even fucking worth it <laughs>
0: ridiculous and then Claire gets eliminated and it's down to Alyssa and Kylan and Alyssa tells Kylan that she would like to win and would use the veto however he wants it to be used and Kylan doesn't want Claire to take herself off the block because she bet on him in the derby and if he wins then Claire's gonna also get a veto so and Kai bet on Alyssa so if Alyssa wins he's still gonna get a veto anyways so he started to plan to throw the competition and he wants to win that second veto from Alyssa and use it on Claire to build trust with her. And I was just like, I, what do you think about this plan? Because, I, like, talking about throwing competitions, I don't think Kylan did a good job throwing this competition either. When I feel like this is a very easy competition to throw. Yeah. He ends up letting Alyssa win the power of veto, and he still ended up winning a power veto anyway. But I just thought that it was so stupid of him to make it so obvious that he was throwing it because somebody's relying on him to win to potentially get them a veto. And they are the one on the block. The smart thing for him to do, honestly, was to win it and let Claire take herself down so he didn't have to, mm-hmm. you know, show his hand in any way. So if somebody went up, then nobody would be mad. So now you want to w- get a veto no matter what. It still put Brittany up on the block. Like it makes him look so much
1: worse. And Claire wasn't even appreciative. Like she literally I- <laughs> was like, oh, what? Like, am I, I'm supposed to be excited because you, Took me down. Like, you know, like, what?
0: Which is so fair because it's like, yeah, you took me down, but you you had an opportunity to win and you didn't because you knew that I was going to get the veto and you wanted to be the savior. You wanted to do this and do that. Like I totally felt her on that because I probably would have been a little un, a little suspicious as well. Like I ain't gonna thank you like that. Like I see what the game that you're All playing right. and I appreciate like that's Claire's strategy mind. Like she's seeing what Kylan is doing and I just don't. I feel like he does not care about eyes on him, but. Oh, they looking, child. But after the competition, Claire was so upset. She went in the house and she was talking bad about him for such a long time. She was really upset. Kylan tells Big D that his target now is going to be Britney. And Big D was mad. And he was like trying to come up with a plan to save Brittany and tries to paint a target on DX's back because he thinks it would be easier to get DX backdoored. But it's like, this is the difference between Tiffany and Aza and Big D is that Tiffany actually put strategy into play To try to save Claire, but big D offered himself up as a pawn instead of trying to make any kind of deals or try to do anything like he could have been like, Hey, if I go up as a pawn for you, you can't nominate Brittany as a replacement or, you know, do anything like that to try to get what you want, even if it's any, nothing has happened yet to alarm you. But if you think it's a possibility, then you should probably be thinking that far ahead. But there were so many opportunities for them to not make this happen. And it just happens because y'all ain't really got your minds in the game the way that I wish that you could. So it's frustrating to watch, but I was also a very happy, job, because I was ready for Brittany
1: to go. <laughs> so, really, her when she found out when he got uh, SB to go tell her that he was thinking about <laughs> it. <laughs> The way she got angry and puffed up and went up in that house. I was dying. I was like, what are you gonna do? She's like, I'm gonna show you all five of my black belt. I was like, don't you only get one? Like, how do you how do you earn more than one black belt? You just like buy it, right? Like
0: No, there's like different degrees. And so I think with each each degree you get a different belt or something she didn't like that. say
1: degrees she said i have <laughs> they don't know how many black belts i have and i'm like girl i got three in my drawer like what does that matter
0: <laughs> they keep my pants up real well man. <laughs> Right.
1: sometimes they don't um no i <laughs> she just like cracks me up the way that she gets so um hyped up about shit like everything is like 20 times worse than it actually is, you know? It's a mess. And then we're just being like, I knew it. I knew it. I knew this was going to happen. I'm like, did you? Did you know
0: (laughs) it? (laughs) But that really was so funny. And I was like, I I felt some type of way about SB being the one to go and tell her because I was like Kylan, mm-hmm. Kylan easily could have done this himself, and it probably be, would have been a lot more respectable had he done it himself and not just be like, right "Hey, like go do it ten minutes before," and then I'm gonna go get ready for the ceremony. And it just, I'm just like, I uh, I was very off with of Kylan this week.
1: Well, on the episode, on the episode, it looked like it was immediate. Like I don't know how long it actually was in between everything, but on the episode, it looked like he told sarah beth to do it then she just walked outside and did it. And then <laughs> right and running in like it looked like it's just like what what was the point of that like I Seriously. thought like, he was telling SB to do it like later or whatever you know like one-on-one but sb like literally went out there told in front of everyone
0: it was so and stupid then, like, she
1: just went so what was the point of sb just walk out there and be like hey britney can i talk to you because you would have saved like five minutes exactly you know? like, i just don't get it and that's what
0: makes me question Kylan because he could have had this conversation before or not had it at all. Just do it in the meeting like you probably should anyway. What's the point of letting her know five and minutes before?
1: Also, like, truly, it does make SB look better. I I would think I'd be like, oh, my God, thank you for telling me, you know, right. like why would you want to like help someone else? I mean, I get that they're together, but why would you, you know, like this is on you at the end of the day. So like you not telling her but then like telling someone else and then like it only makes you look worse so i "I don't don't get the thought process
0: i don't know if there's much if there's one there because i don't know how he got to that conclusion because it's just so easy to not do that it was so Mm -hmm. stupid (laughs)
1: literally everything in the world it's just so easy to not do it
0: (laughs) absolutely i was hollering whenever Brittany was like kylan is a liar this is on another level not okay the way she said this is on another level not okay was so funny to me i was like what, what did she, she
1: call say? him like an arrogant she called him like arrogant, arrogant little
0: bitch she was like he's an arrogant, arrogant little bitch little- <laughs> she goes inside and and confronts him about it and he's like yes there are reasons for that and she was so upset <laughs> she, But she gets so I mean, hyped up In the in the room And she's I, like I'm not gonna go easy I'm not gonna go quiet You're not gonna put me In this position la, 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 la. And what does she do? She go easy She go quiet She get put in the position It's like girl Just shut up
1: Around here We like things real easy <laughs> Instead of rough like yeah, Tina Turner, Turner. You anyway, <laughs> tried it But like I it get it I easy. get it <laughs> <laughs> She rolled um, down that her
0: child Thank God
1: I mean, bye I mean, I am gonna miss Like her getting worked up Because I do laugh I mean, it's so annoying But I do laugh I she, do too She makes me chuckle A little bit But giggle As uh, X would say <laughs>
0: <laughs> giggle but, with you. I'll giggle, giggle with, with you. you. <laughs> <laughs> See, those are. So- with her, I love X. I'm sorry. If, if y'all think X is boring, you need to reevaluate because I think he's so funny. But overall, I like Brittany as a person. I think she's a sweet girl. I think she brings a lot of energy. She's a really interesting cast. Like, I think that she is like she's a she seems like a real person to me. And she also seems like a real person that wants to be so much more. And I, I appreciate that because there is, you know, a sense of strive that I get from her. And I like that. But she's, I'm happy she's gone.
1: <laughs> I feel like she wants to be too much. <laughs> Maybe that. I love, I love a person who wants to be more. We should all want to be more, but we shouldn't want to be too much.
0: <laughs> Precisely. And she's just
1: striving a little too much. There's just a lot going on up in there. she got big dreams. And I hope she accomplishes all of them. <laughs>
0: she got big dreams. She really do. Bless her heart. Uh, <laughs> so one thing that didn't make it onto this episode was Big D and Tiffany got into a, a little spat as well. And <laughs> Tiffany struggles because she does so well in some moments, but then some moments those <laughs> those emotions get worked up and she just starts going in. And it was so interesting to watch because Big D approaches her and wants to have a conversation because he's on the block and he hasn't given her a one-on-one. And so they have to start having the conversation. But Tiffany's like, you know, we haven't talked the game or anything since what happened last week. So I'm a little uncomfortable because... You want me to give you your vote, but y'all rolled up on me like y'all was going to do something last week or whatever, whatever. Big D is on the block, so he can't go off on her the way that he probably would want to. And some people were saying that it wasn't really fair for her to bring that up while he's on the block. But also, I thought it made so much sense for this to be the time to bring it up because now you're asking me for your vote and you want to have a one-on-one. Like, when else would I bring it up to you if it's not us, like, trying to squash it? But it just it got carried. It got out of hand. But Big D did such a good job at navigating it. And I was actually proud to see him navigate it the way he did, because it shows me that he's capable of doing that. But it wasn't genuine. And he was ready to talk bad. And he was so upset about it. And he was just saying, like, if he wasn't on the block, he would have been reading her up and down and all this stuff. But. I just – I wish that they could get through whatever they got going on because at the beginning of the season, they were – they seemed like they were going to be close, but I was a little nervous because they seemed like they're so similar in the way they communicate that a lot of times – two of those people can't exist in the house together because they don't know how to do it together. They can give it, but they can't take it. And they both mm-hmm. do this to each other. And like, it's so interesting to watch. But Tiffany was really laying in on him and he was upset because he was like, I look like I got son, like I got put in my place. And I was like, well, you kind of did. But it was interesting. But I wish that would have been on the, somewhere in the episode as well. Mm-hmm. Kylan uses the POV on Claire and nominates Brittany as the replacement. And Big D was cool with being a pawn until it was beside Brittany. And then he was upset. And I was just like, sir, you should have never been cool being a pawn to begin with. You should have put something in place (laughs) to try to not have y'all, any of y'all on the block. And really Kylan should have never won this HOH. Like he, he didn't need it. Sarah Beth should have been the one to go home this week. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. it really would have been a whole different situation had anybody but Kylan won. And it was just such a mess. So Brittany cries, and she's sick of being picked on.
1: Um, Brittany cries.
0: And Ozzy and Big D. (laughs) Ozzy and Big D just stand there and watch her cry. I was cracking up on the feeds just watching them watch her cry because they were just like, what are we supposed to do? Because she was so upset. (laughs)
1: <laughs> You're just like I mean, it's
0: constant. She was so upset. So then Claire starts to push the idea of getting Big D out because everybody thinks that they can keep him and she feels like he'd be easy to take to the final three and to beat. And keeping Brittany would be such a better move for her game and for DX's game. And the cookout is starting to know that they're getting onto them because they have been mentioning certain things around Tiffany and around Hannah and they're starting to realize that Claire and DX probably need to go very soon because they're starting to pick up on what we got going on here, but they haven't quite gotten all the way there, but they know that they're capable of getting there. And so they have to navigate through trying to get Brittany out of the house while also not alarming the people outside of the cookout. They also know that they have to win this next HOH or more than likely their cards are going to get exposed because if one of their members is on the block, they have the votes to keep them against anybody in the house. So it's going to immediately show all of their cards But, you know, luckily we didn't have that happen this week, but we'll talk about that later. (laughs) Tiffany is talking to Xavier about DX, and she tells him that that DX asked if she noticed that there are no white males left in the house anymore. And I was cracking up at Xavier and he was like, they're going to be in jury like, do y'all notice that there's only black people left in the house? (laughs) 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 <laughs> that would be such a hilarious realization. And I I want to see it it's so bad.
1: I just, like, don't understand how it's not... They have to know. I feel like they have to know. It's just not being said.
0: I wonder. I feel like it's very obvious, but also being in that house and never seeing all six of those people in one room when it's not the whole group mm-hmm. there. Like, that changes everything because you can't place them together but when aza and xavier and tiffany had that conversation they were in that room together for a long time and Alyssa walked in there at one point and so i do think that there are pods of them that are starting to get placed together and that's going to start being dangerous but i think at the, by the point they actually put it together it's going to be entirely too late for anybody to do anything real about it because they're going to have the votes and it's just it's just a done deal at that point like this week and the week that we're on currently were the weeks to really make a move and they absolutely had the space to do so, but it's not going to happen. So it's going to be interesting to see how all of this ends up, but I don't think the people outside of the cookout really have any shot at this point because they missed their prime opportunity to get anything done because they're not making the moves that they should be making for their own games. Mm -hmm. So Xavier, Kai, and DX also have a conversation and they talk about how they need to keep each other in the house as shields. And according to DX, Xavier said that him or Alyssa would not put DX up on the block and come for him. But DX is like, I don't know if I fully believe him, but it is true that they need me as a shield. He talks to Claire about this and Claire reinforces the idea that she should not trust this, that they would probably backdoor him in a heartbeat. And they almost got DX comfortable enough to throw the upcoming HOH. But Claire stepped in and was like, I don't know. DX and Claire have been getting a lot closer and they've been talking a lot and people are starting to notice that as well. But people are worried that those two may be the ones to pull something out and figure out the cookout and be an issue for them. But we'll see. Then we get to the eviction. Britney raps again, child. I'm so happy she's gone. <laughs> I was like, I'm not trying to see her rap anymore. I was mm-hmm. cracking up at Julie, asking Derek to, if she could call him Big D. And then she was like, and Britney, I'm going to call you Bratiti.
1: <laughs> Bratiti. <Br-t-t. laughs>
0: I was like, where did she get Brititi? That's like, that is such a random nickname. I was like, oh, Julie is dying. so unhinged. <laughs> Bratiti. <Br-t-t. laughs> A mess. Um, So Bertiti is evicted by a vote of seven to one. Aza voted to evict Big D. And if Claire and DX had tried to push through this idea of getting Britney to stay and they all voted out Big D, the vote would have been on their side. And it's so frustrating to see them not try to make that move, even though I don't want the cookout broken up. But I do hate to see people miss the opportunity to make the move that they want to make. Mm-hmm. And Claire and DX wanted to make that move. They only needed Alyssa and, and Sarah Beth. And if all four of them would have voted that way, Oz's vote would have swung that vote and it would have changed everything. Swing it. You better swing <laughs> it on the, like, it would have changed everything. And <laughs> I hate that they missed it. Swing that I'm... vote round
1: and round. I'm sorry. And <laughs> right, I'm done now.
0: But they missed their moment, and Brittany was evicted, but I'm very happy that she was. Bye, girl. (laughs) And then Kylan kissed Big D on the mouth, and I was very
1: confused. (laughs) Why? I just want to know why.
0: I have no idea, but he really kissed him. I was like, this is out of the blue. I don't
1: mind it, but I just want (laughs) to know why.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I I don't mind it either, but yeah, it was... Interesting. So then we move on to the the HOH competition and it was basically a balance beam comp and they had a bunch of different balance beams going all over the yard. Some were thinner than the others. And the person that could get across the yard to the button and hit it the fastest would win HOH. How did you like this competition?
1: It was cute. (laughs) I mean, I, like, I I don't know. It, it, it it was fast. Mm, The flowers were pretty. (laughs) <laughs> How am I supposed to feel?
0: I loved it. I love the competitions that we get to watch on the show. Like they're so exciting for me. And I'm like nervous about it. And I thought the balance teams were a really interesting choice because there's so many different options and so many different ways you could go and so many different things you could try. And I didn't see anybody really impress me. Sarah Beth was. I was so shocked at how she floated over those balance beams. Like, she was just mm-hmm. moving. And Derek F. did really good, too. He made it all the way to the end and didn't fall when everybody else pretty much fell off the balance beam. And mm-hmm. I was proud of him. He he was, he was did a really good job. But I really liked this competition. I do wish that they would have put, like... BB bucks on the balance beams. And as you're moving, if you don't, Mm. if you don't think you're going to make it in time, you can stop and pick up a couple BB bucks or, you know, just if if you don't want to win this HOH, it might take a detour to get some BB bucks. Like I wish they would have added something like that to the competition. It would have been so easy to throw that in, but
1: Yeah. I didn't think about that.
0: Yeah, I I think it was so fun. I just wish that there was a little bit more danger, a little bit more choice whenever you went. And I wanted to see somebody really like run, like really like use speed to get them across because I think those smaller balance beams, you have to just go for it and you have to just like really try and try to run to a balance beam that's a little thicker so you can get over there and get your balance back in order and just keep it moving. Like I I would love to try it because I think it would be so fun, even though I probably break my ankle, but it would be fun to try. <laughs> because I really, think I'd be too it scared.
1: I think I would be really bad at it because I I get scared with shit like that, and I know I'd be rushing. No, I would like hurt myself.
0: Right, it depends. And if you, but if you really need to win, mm, I just wish I would have seen somebody really go for it. But that's why people were saying that if Christian was in there, he would have really killed it. But he's not. <laughs> <laughs> You right. We'll never know. You right. But we saw how DX did, and he did not kill it. He did do a good job, though, because if he wouldn't have tried to go on that skinny beam, he would have probably made it there and beat Sarah Beth, which Sarah Beth ended up winning the HOH. He didn't. And I was really shocked that nobody got over there as quick as Sarah Beth did because they all had a pretty good shot at it. But it was fun to watch. Actually, after we finished this, I might go watch it again because it was fun. (laughs) But yeah, Sarah Beth won HOH. And I was very shocked that Sarah Beth won. She was probably the last person that I would have thought would win this Mm HOH. The cookout had five members playing and none of them won. So it's so interesting that somebody outside the the cookout still is going to win. I had no idea what she was going to do. I know that kylan is there and guiding her in a sense but i just wasn't sure what she was going to do and whenever i was listening to the things that she said she wanted to do i got kind of excited because she was saying that she wanted to put up um xavier and Alyssa on the block and Mm -hmm. i was very shocked by that and then Alyssa tried to go to at Sarah Beth and say that Tiffany was was mad that Derek X didn't win HOH, and she thought that that was going to make Sarah Beth look at Tiffany a little sideways. But it actually made Sarah Beth look at Alyssa a little sideways because she felt like she was trying to push her in a certain direction, and she's been spinning web saying this and saying that. So it was, it all just started jumbling in a way that I didn't expect. And I don't have you seen the the spoilers for this week?
1: I um. I know that pretty much DX is going home, but that's about it.
0: Yes. So, Sarah B, not Sarah. Sarah B Sarah Beth nominated Big D And Claire For eviction Which was so disappointing Because I was excited About the whole Xavier and Alyssa Potential Claire and Big D Were on the block For Kylan's HOH So it literally looks Like she's doing What Kylan wants Because She has the same Nominees as him And it's like She was talking All this game Saying she Was gonna A woman Finally won HOH This is the first Woman HOH Of the season And she's gonna Make moves That benefit her And all this And she puts up The same nominees that Kylan did. <laughs> it's like, girl, <laughs> come on. But Alyssa I ended up her man. Right ugh. in the high rollers room this week. Alyssa won the power and she took down Big D from the block. And she had to spin the roulette. She had to spin the roulette wheel and it landed on Xavier. So now Xavier versus Claire is on the block. They had the veto pull this morning and Derek X did not get pulled to play in the veto. And so pretty much anybody that wins this veto is going to use it. I think that AZA could potentially not use it, but everybody else, I think, would probably use it one way or another. So it does look like Derek X is probably going to go up on the block this week. And if he's on the block, he is probably going home. How do you feel about that?
1: I don't want him to go... But it's it's inevitable. He's going to go at some point. So bye, boy. (laughs) I love Derek X. I think he's been such a joy
0: this season. He's so funny. Mm -hmm. I think he brings so much to the game, but I'm not super connected to him to the point that I feel like I would be devastated to see him leave. So I kind of hope he does go this week because it does take him out of the running for that big. Power next week and it does make the cookouts road a little bit easier because they probably have a better shot at winning some of these physical competitions so i'm not mad to see dx leave but i i do love that he is on this season and i would love to see him play again especially because he understands the game in a different way now so if he got to start over with Mm -hmm. if he got to start over i think he would do so much better um and I think he's going to end up being America's favorite player because I think he got another $100 this week and I really can't see anybody else in the house being America's favorite player at this point. Mm-hmm. Even though Big D said he thinks think Frenchie's going to be America's favorite player. And I was like, sir,
1: <laughs>
0: he said that this morning. I was like, now, come on now. This season is not picking up a lot of steam, but it's staying its course, and I'm excited about that. But a lot of people have been saying they feel like this season is a steamroll. Do you think that this would be considered a steamroll?
1: No, because I feel like this season is, like, one of the first seasons where I'm truly, like, I wonder what's going to happen each week. Yeah. You know, like, I feel like this is the first time where it hasn't been as predictable as it has been in the past. So as far as that, no, I don't find it boring um there is something missing though I will say that there is something missing I don't know what it is Uh, um but that could just be me like being tired of big brother (laughs) Um, to be honest because yeah I mean this is like I think this is like one of the first seasons where like every week I'm just kind of like I don't know what's going to happen Um, I mean, not as far as like who goes home, usually we know by the time, but like as far as like who's going to win and who they would put up if they were to win. um, I think this is like one of the first seasons where like I'm surprised, especially with like the whole Christian stuff and all of that, you know, like I thought that was pretty shocking the way it went down. So, no, I don't find that boring. I do feel like something's missing.
0: I can fully agree with that. I think what's missing is there. there isn't a lot of flashy energy this season where we're not seeing, like, my, I immediately go back to season 20 where the beginning of that season was so intense and so many things, there was a lot of pressure and there was a lot of flashy moves and there was, a there was... um blind sides and there was there was energy that you can't create any other way but by completely shocking somebody and there was caitlin fumbling that puzzle and all of those different things that were really like shocking and we haven't seen pretty much anything like that this season i think it's weird for me to watch people be uncomfortable and upset with the season because they don't have these moments we don't have we haven't had any like real fights no screaming no yelling nothing like that like it's been pretty straightforward and like comfortable for the most part But I feel like I've been more compelled than I have in a very long time because there's so many options on the table every week. And I think with Big Brother, options are something that I really look for. I want to see people make decisions. I wanna see those decisions on the table and I wanna see people talk through them. And we have so many brilliant minds in the house this season that are actually thinking things through and that are actually navigating the game and using strategy to help them and their allies. And that stuff is exciting to the depths of my core. Like That is truly what gets me pumped up to watch the show. So I've really loved it. And I don't think it's a steamroll. I don't think the cookout has completely decimated everybody else because they haven't been in power this whole season. They've had the same HOHs. It's been Xavier and two of Kylan. But other than that, It's been other people in the house that are not in their alliance, but they have used their strategy to position themselves to be influential in the house. So they can kind of get what they want, even when they're not in power. And that is the real power of this game. And I love to Tiffany see that
1: Xavier have <laughs> <laughs> you right, You're I right. Give all of them credit <laughs>
0: Kylan too though because Kylan is working with SB this week and if he gets his way and if Derek X leaves that is not good for Sarah Beth's game like Sarah Beth is going to be next on the chopping block she should be aware of this by now because he, they tried to flip this vote on her already so like she should be more aware of this than anybody else so her them not making any moves to help their games is very annoying to see in a sense on a personal individual level. But I think the cookout is just that good. And they're, but their game is not flashy. It's not in your face. It's very interpersonal. It, it comes from connections. It comes from social game. It's all of those things. And I think it's so well-rounded and they need to get some more respect for that and i think that i think that saying this is a steamroll and that it's boring is so bleak and it's so basic and it's so easy if all you want from this game is drama and fights and flashy moves you can go watch literally any other show that's produced on television because those shows build for that they need that to survive big brother is literally built on strategy and competition and all of these different things. Like, even though those those other things are part of Big Brother, for me, I do not think they are the bread and butter of the show because what would be the point of just watching people scream at each other if there's no nothing moving under the surface? Like, you can go watch Love the Hip Hop. You can go watch The Challenge. Like, all of those games <laughs> are are way more drama-oriented because it's produced and edited in, a, in a, a studio. We get to watch so much of this, and that's the real game of it. And I love that, and I hate hearing people say this is boring and that there's nothing going on. Like, I, I get so triggered by it because I just... You know, I do respect that everybody has their opinions, but it just makes me uncomfortable because I don't understand how people don't- but they're wrong. <laughs> Basically. But it's just like, I just don't understand how you don't see the beauty of Big Brother right now. Like, I think this is the best Big Brother we've seen in a long time. And how do you not see that? Like, you're, I just don't think that you can be a fan, like a real fan of what Big Brother is if you think this is boring. And that- Kind of hurts my feelings and I get a little triggered, but, you know, we're making our way through. Um, Just
1: know it has nothing to do with you.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Shut up. I also got into a little, not an argument, but Big D, when he was on the block, he was saying that this game is not built for people like him. And he's upset that he hasn't been able to get into any power. And now he's, he's basically become the new Britney. He's whining about being on the block. He's whining about being a pawn. And he's, he's saying that because he hasn't been able to win power. It's that's the reason. You know? And I just don't agree with that. And people were saying people built like big D are not going to succeed in these physical competitions the same way that other people can. And I'm like, I can agree with that because, you know, some of these competitions are very physical oriented, but All these HOH competitions have not been, except for the wall. That's really the only one that was really, would be difficult, I think
1: but everything well, that, and then like the balance beam but like he kind of did well in the balance beam but like shooting the ball into a shark's mouth like what what physical do you have to do with that you know like
0: exactly and the balance beam of yeah it, it might have been i don't think it was difficult though big people can do whatever they want to do it doesn't make it that difficult
1: but as far as physicality like that's the only yeah. other one that i can think of that like right have taking like physical effort you know right
0: but he like he, you said he showed that he was capable and he did a really good job so it just it bothers me when people say these things because i don't think that like he was saying in the beginning of the season that he wants to show that big guys can do whatever they want to do and they can do all of this stuff i mean i just don't think it's an excuse at the end of the day you know what i mean like well it's not it's <sighs> annoying i think it's
1: to make him feel better about where he is in the game
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I just I've I've gotten tired of Twitter this season because I feel like people just want to argue and they just want to be rude and they just want to be condescending and they just want to it's just I like, saw your
1: tweet today and I was like, oh we'll have the tables half turned. Shut <laughs> up. Because <laughs> that's how I feel every season, you know, and that's why like Big Brother Twitter is so hard for me to be a part of and why I stopped tweeting all of my thoughts during all of the episodes and all that, like three seasons ago, is just because it is so negative, no matter what happens, it's negative. And I don't see a lot of positive coming from it. So I pay attention to like some of the memes I'll look at okay. and then like, you know, like big brother updates and stuff. So I can just like know what's going on in the game here and there. But as far as like individuals and BB fans, like I've, no, I just don't interact anymore <laughs> because it really, it, it, it worked my spirit.
0: <laughs> oh, me too. It's, it's a lot. And I just don't understand why people, why it's so hard for people to just enjoy the game and not take it so personally and not be rude. Like, why is it like fun to be an asshole? Like, it just doesn't make sense to me. So I give people grace because I know the energy of Big Brother Twitter is very group oriented and you want to fit in and you want to feel like you're a part of it. But especially now as I'm getting older and I'm seeing things so much differently, it's like, girl, can we just enjoy something? Where is the joy? There's enough craziness in this world for us to not be going at each other on the social media platform over this game. Like, what are we doing here? It's so ridiculous. But I also don't want to come off like I'm being preachy or that I'm being like above it because I don't feel like I am. But I also just want to protect my energy and protect my sanity because what is the point of of like, why can we not just have a conversation without needing to be like there needing to be anything harsh coming from either of us? And I, I it's just, it's annoying sometimes. I'm not a very confrontational person until you push me. Like, I can absolutely be that girl, but I'm not. So like, uh, it's annoying. But yeah. Sure. <laughs> what do you mean? Sure. What? What do we need to clear up right now? If you need to clear something up. <laughs> just for it. anyway so next
1: week
0: <laughs> um but yeah so next week I don't know what next week's gonna be like the power of veto is going on right now I think or it's gonna go on today so we don't know who's gonna win this veto how it's gonna go but all roads kind of lead to Derek X at this point so I'm expecting to see him on the block it's weird because A lot of people on Twitter want the cookout to do well, but there's a lot of people that are also saying that they're noticing that people are wanting the allies of the cookout to do well as well. And two things can't be true in this situation. Well,
1: I just like, I like everyone in the house, really. I mean, honestly, other than Alyssa, who I still don't know who she is. (laughs) Like, I like everyone in the house. So while, yes, I think if the cookout, accomplishes what they're set out to accomplish that's huge and that's great and I want them to do that but if something happens and goes wrong and like say Derek X stays or SB stays or whatever like I enjoy them too so like I'm not you know like that sucks but also I enjoy them so like I'm just kind of it's like the first season where I like don't hate anyone in the house
0: same I I totally agree I but I also it's interesting because I don't hate anyone in the house, but I'm so impressed by the cookout, and I'm so yeah. inspired by... No,
1: I'm rooting for them, but I feel right. like I'm just, like, scared it's not going to happen. <laughs> because they, like X says, like, he's, you know, like, it's so hard keeping them together. Right. I'm scared that they're going to blow it up for themselves. And we still have a couple more weeks, so it's just them left.
0: I, I totally get it. But I've, I've just gotten to the point where I am so impressed with the sacrifice that it's taken for them to play the game that they've played and i want to see them see it out and i want to see them fight through everything they need to fight through and if that means that i have to see people that i like leave i'm completely fine with that because they are literally sacrificing so much to play the game that they're playing like they could be potentially sacrificing seven hundred fifty thousand dollars of money they could potentially have By staying true to what they said they were going to stay true to. And I think there's something so respectable about that. And so we haven't seen it on that level ever in this game because there's never been a reason for everybody to fight together. We've never had anybody have something they're working towards with five other people like it's such a different dynamic. From my perspective. And that is inspiring to me. And I want to see them see it out. And I want them to win. But I also hate that we can't allow people to want to see people they like, even if it does go against the cookout. Like, I don't think that somebody wanting to see Derek X Days makes them anti-cookout, even though it kind of does in a sense. I think there's room for that. And I just hate that people get so worked up over it and it just, it just starts to get really toxic. We'll see what happens. I'm rooting for them. I want to see this season end on a positive note. I, I'm, ex- I'm just excited to see how it goes. I really like this cast, and, but I'm also ready for it to be over.
1: Please don't make us have to use a Tyramine.
0: <laughs> we were oh, all gosh.
1: Sorry, especially
0: I know it's I especially for Tiffany. Like I'm because she says Tiffany in it, and I'm like, Lord, please don't let us ever have to use this Tiffany meme against Tiffany. Because <laughs> I don't want her to <sighs> bless it. Go
1: on and get it ready.
0: <laughs> I rebuke it. I rebuke it. I just hope that she don't get taken out and like the triple. It's
1: gonna be like a four-person takeout this this season. Five people will be eliminated in one night. (laughs) Like, triple? Why the fuck do we need three people gone at one time? That's so much.
0: It's so much. double. Just double eviction. And I I liked the triple eviction last year, but...
1: Oh, no. That's because I was ready for it to be done. Maybe.
0: And I hated (laughs) pretty much everybody, so... (laughs) Right.
1: So, yeah, like, the more the merrier. Like, literally, let's just get to final two tonight. Um... But I don't want a triple eviction this season. Like, I don't care for
0: that. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Well.
1: I believe that is it for me.
0: I believe that's it for me as well. Thank you guys for tuning in to Julie Girl, a Big Brother podcast. If you enjoy what you hear, please like and subscribe and tell your Big Brother friends about what we got going on over here. You can catch BB23 on CBS every Sunday, Wednesday, and Thursday. And you can also check in on what's going on in the house anytime on the live feed on Paramount Live. Thank you guys for listening and we'll talk to y'all later. Bye.
1: Bye. Julie girl. Julie. Julie. Julie girl. Hey, Julie
0: girl. Julie.